Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. Cute. That's cute. Hi everyone, it is Sarah. I am popping in. I know I'm supposed to be on a little mat leave. I will be back soon, but I really wanted to record this episode because it's very relevant to my current situation, being postpartum two weeks. I actually was supposed to record this episode before Baby Cade came into the world, but if you follow me, on social media, then you know that Cade came a couple weeks early and I had to reschedule this episode. <laughs> so Cade's actually joining us today. This is his official first episode, though obviously he's been participating from the womb and is very familiar with my voice, obviously, and Auntie Kirby's voice for the past nine months of recording however many hundreds of episodes. But I really, really wanted to record this episode with the founders of Chio, Irene Liu and Jennifer Gelorte Doro. Chio is this incredible postpartum meal delivery service that draws from postpartum practices that are common in traditional Eastern cultures. So a lot of the food and recipes that they develop are based in, again, the foods that you would eat traditionally after you give birth, especially within the first 40 days or five to eight weeks, because that's a really, really crucial period of recovery. So Irene and Jennifer are on today's episode to talk to us about what foods those are that we should be eating during this really important time to help heal and recover. They talk about specific ingredients that they use and look for. Um, can you hear Kate, guys? They talk about the importance of rest and recovery. There is also this idea of isolation and, and rest. And so they talk about that and like what that looks like for the modern mom. They talk about caffeine intake during the first 40 days, which obviously is very important. But like, what what is that actually doing to your body? They're talking about lactation, what foods you should be eating to encourage, you know, more breast milk. And then also they have a fertility meal plan. And so Jennifer and Irene are speaking about, you know, what that looks like. So this is really a great episode if you are a new mom, uh, if you are pregnant if you are trying to conceive, if you're just curious about the postpartum journey um, and the road to recovery and what sorts of foods new moms should be eating, this is a really, really incredible episode. So I encourage everyone to listen. And yeah, I will be back. Kate and I are sending our love. 
Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. We are joined today by two ladies who I have just admired for so long since we first met, like almost like what, eight months ago, seven months ago. I was just like, I just found out I was pregnant and I was like, oh, I'm going to need these two in my life. So we have Irene Liu and Jennifer Jalorte Doro. They are the founders of Chio. And I'm just so thrilled to have you both on because, you know, even though it's not technically solely beauty conversation, it really is, you know, tied to how we feel and our health and recovery postpartum. But you guys also, you know, work with women who are on their journey to conceiving and just like women in all stages of their journey. So I'm so excited. Thank you so much for joining me. How are you guys doing? Good. Great. Thank you for having us. Very excited. How did you guys get started? How did you meet and how did you form Chio? Yeah, I can I can start us off. For me, I have always been in the food access, food justice world, always very interested in healthy food access, nutrition education, worked at a food access nonprofit before going to graduate school and actually was in graduate school when we first started Chio doing a policy and business dual degree to figure out where to to have the most impact in the food system. And so the idea of Chio kind of came out of left, left field after seeing my aunt go through her postpartum period and seeing my mom taking care of her in this way. And then I was like, wow, this is fascinating. Like I need this in my life and I need this for all of my family and friends. And I had been following Jennifer for a while, which I'll, I'll let her say her background. And I literally reached cold emailed her. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing that you just cold emailed her. And then Jennifer, what were you doing? Yeah, so I was very much in this field. I'm a nutritionist. I'm also kind of the Chio resident mom. So I have a background in pre and postnatal movement, lactation consulting, very much focused on my nutrition practice of fertility, pregnancy through postpartum. And I was also a private postpartum chef. So very much this was something that I was doing on a weekly basis with new families as soon as um, they were bringing new life into the world. And so, yeah, Irene reached out to me and kind of the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> That's amazing. So both of you were obviously very aware of the importance of the first 40 days and probably beyond after postpartum and maybe coming from both of your cultural backgrounds too. Can you explain like what happens during that period and why it's so important to rest, recover, but also provide your your body with the proper nutrients? So what happens in those 40 days? Um, I mean, I think from like a clinical standpoint, you can definitely say as soon as you have the baby, there's like severe fatigue, there's hormonal shifts, there's a temperature change, your body is very much going back into its pre-pregnancy state. So even thinking about as your uterus kind of contracts back to its pre-pregnancy size, maybe you experience cramping, some engorgement, activity in your milk duds, very much like an adrenaline high, very, very severe hormonal shifts, especially as soon as you have the baby, then birth the placenta. And so very much kind of that five to eight week period postpartum is is likely the most difficult in terms of bodily and emotional, physical changes. I think traditionally also kind of in a uh, 
traditional Chinese medicine sense, you know, the first 40 days kind of encompasses this whole period of transition. And so it ties in all together kind of in a Western and Eastern approach. Got it. And Irene, what were you seeing your mom cook and prepare? Like what sorts of foods and broths to help? Yeah, I think for me, it was really fascinating. It was a lot of very specific types of ingredients being used, like wood ear, goji berries, jujubes. And there are things that I had seen her put in various various recipes growing up, but I think what was really powerful was seeing it specifically for this time period and also being super intentional about what symptoms my aunt was going through or even just thinking about like using food for mood and energy, not just physical satiation. And so I think what I really appreciated was that there was this guidance that came through food as the foundation that I had not seen that from my managers I had worked with and how they thought about the recovery period. And so I was like, I this needs to exist and this needs to be the norm for all women. Totally. Yeah. I feel like especially here, you know, in the United States, obviously there we have resources and now more education around it. But I really do feel like it's sort of a new to a lot of moms, especially, you know, millennial moms and now Gen Z moms who are aware that there are certain things that we should be eating. Obviously, our mothers and grandmothers have known this all along. But now, you know, you guys are especially modernizing it and making it more accessible, which is which is really, really incredible. So, Jennifer, maybe you can, since you are, you know, a nutritionist and have been doing this for so long, what do we really need to be focusing on? Like, what are the foods, what kinds of foods should we be eating? Um, and then obviously we can go into what Chio provides, but like what broths, what, you know, types of ingredients do you really like to focus on? Yeah, we very much focus on bridging the two. So we like to say it's Eastern food therapy meets nutritional science. And so according to traditional Chinese medicine, it's very warming foods in their temperature, foods that are easy to digest. So examples could be any porridges, any congee. Ginger is a very warming ingredient, whether that's infused in a congee or a porridge or also as tea very much gives you a warming temperature, especially in those first 40 days when your temperature's very much shifting due to hormonal imbalances. And then we also think about maybe like bone broths for like extra minerals, nutrients, collagen for kind of any like tissue repair, iron rich foods for maybe any blood loss, fiber, so leafy greens, complex carbohydrates to help give you energy and also just to kind of help with any like constipation. Anyone that's had a baby very much remembers like the first poop that they've ever had to take and it's not cute. So, you know, very much thinking about all of these things and very much balanced eating, but very specifically these nutrients and these key ingredients to look out for are really important. Totally. So I had a vaginal birth this time. My first with Zoe was a C-section because she was super breech. So it was such a different recovery. And also just there's two and a half years between the two of them. And you just you forget, you know, all the things that your body goes through. And then I was like waking up and still now like, you know, to, to nurse Kate in the middle of the night. And I'm like, why am I soaking wet? Like these night sweats? Like what is going mm-hmm. on? 
And yeah, totally the temperature thing, which I didn't really remember with Zoe. But again, it was just it's it's such a blur. But my mom and I have friends and my sisters who have been making me a lot of like bone broths and porridges. And like, I just feel so much better after eating it, even just obviously there's the nutritional science behind it, but it just feels so comforting too. You know, as much as you want to eat like a burger and sushi and whatever it is that you were craving that you wanted to eat during your pregnancy that you couldn't, it's, you know, it's great right then. But like, like, like you said, like, especially with the constipation and stuff, it's not going to help. So um, yeah, it just makes you feel good inside. So you make these little broth squares that you suggest consuming only within the first week. Can you explain what those are and why that is? Yeah, so um, we have a broth and tonic regimen. And so the way that we've formulated our broth cubes is we make our broth in-house and then we add collagen to basically make them into little cubes that we can fit into this sleeve, almost like broth candy. And essentially each week is infused with a specific set of herbs. But the one I think that you're referring to very much is specific to your first week postpartum. And this formula in particular is to help dispel any old uterine lining, any old blood. So very much making sure that you're starting off from like a clean slate. Yeah. And and that formulation has been used for in traditional Chinese medicine, like thousands of generations at this point. And I think what's really interesting is there's more clinical studies, like obviously it's been used for a while, but kind of hadn't been studied in the U.S. context, but there have been more clinical studies around it recently, actually on postpartum dairy cows that shows the efficacy of the Shenghua Tang herbs. And so it's fascinating because there is more research now. And so more people are are willing to try it out. Um, this is just being passed down through generations. Amazing. And so, you know, a lot of these foods, well, maybe not a lot, but like the bone broths, for example, you know, you if you are vegetarian or vegan, like what are the options for you that you can still replenish your body without having to, you know, consume any animal products? Yeah. So we actually have a vegan broth that we utilize mushrooms. And so there are still a good amount of B vitamins, um, vitamin D. And so you can still, even though not have a traditional kind of bone broth, still be able to get really essential nutrients. We have played around with other like vegan collagen kind of options. So whether that's like a black wood ear mushroom or a white snow fungus, and those kind of give you the same collagen effects similar to leaf fat. And then we do have a formula that we do give to our vegan and vegetarian clients that utilizes goji berries and astragalus, which are very key ingredients uh, in traditional Chinese medicine recovery. Yeah. And also all of our grains are usually cooked in our kombu broth as well. And so even the way that all of it is cooked over time is really important intentionally instead of just like in water. So there's seaweed and mushroom infusion in there. Amazing. So yeah, you guys obviously are focused a lot on like Eastern foods. There was that amazing like the note seaweed tofu broth that I had that I remember my first, you know, with Zoe, one of my Korean friends made me 
that soup. And actually another one of my really good friends made it for me this time too. And again, it just made me feel so good. And it's also so delicious. But what other famous dishes or recipes from different cultures that are meant specifically for postpartum have you guys discovered in your, you know, recipe journey or maybe just even have like stumbled upon or been maybe other people have like recommended it to you? Like, I'm just so fascinated by the fact that obviously everyone around the world has babies and they all have different soups and broths that they make for their new moms. But yeah, is there anything that stands out to you guys that you think is really special and cool? I mean, I think definitely the seaweed soup is a very traditional Korean soup. And so people typically have that immediately postpartum for weeks for on postpartum and then definitely known as like a birthday soup. So typically your parents will then make some a version of that for you on your birthday. I think in Filipino culture, for us, we found maybe more like practices. So maybe like burying your placenta or enjoying like a version of like a synagogue soup versus just like in a stew. And then I think traditionally too, you've tried to kind of modernize maybe like traditional um, dishes, like make like a black silken chicken, but making it maybe like a vegan or vegetarian version. Is there anything else, Irene, that you've noticed? I mean, I think one common one too is it's called mayoji, but it's Tony's, but it's also sesame oil chicken, essentially. And that one is very specific to being warming and also the sesame oil, which is a very key component in traditional Chinese medicine, but also in Ayurveda, and also obviously, you know, protein rich. And so even for us, how we think about our recipes is like, you know, seeing the inspiration from some of these recipes abroad, but then thinking about what are the key nutrients that it provides and even providing it in more common recipes that we develop for kind of like a more Western audience too. Jennifer, did you say burying the placenta? Mm-hmm. Can you explain that a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So I actually buried my placenta this second time around, but essentially you can ask people either like encapsulate it. They say there are benefits for hormonal balance. I decided this time around to ask my doctor for mine and bury it at my house. And I put a tree on it as kind of like a remembrance and like a tree of life. But everyone does have different approaches, either culturally or if they're looking for more of like a hormonal medicinal type of application too. Oh, amazing. Well, I'm Filipino and my mom never told me that. So I like you learn something new every day. That's amazing. Okay. So are there any foods that you think we should not be eating during this time? Obviously, we don't want to shame anyone into (laughs) specific cravings, but like, is there anything maybe we should eat less of or maybe wait until after the 40 days or five to eight weeks? I mean, I think truly all foods are fine, but I think just to focus on any kind of like warming foods and like warm foods and temperature, again, like everyone kind of experienced their hormonal shifts very differently. But I would say trying to avoid smoothies or maybe like cold salads, or I totally understand the sushi craving or the deli sandwich craving, but an occasional 
is totally fine. But I think long term, especially just in that period, you'll do yourself just more service if you do have just foods that are easier to digest, you know, as you're kind of going back to like a pre-pregnancy body. So any of the kind of warming foods easy to digest will probably be the most helpful. Got it. Okay. So only one godmother basity sandwich <laughs> during that time. Okay. Got it. I know we do. So I still haven't had one actually. I've been really good. What about caffeine? Coffee, green teas, like should we be obviously they're warm, but should we be, you know, watching our intake during this time too? I mean, I think warming like drinks are totally fine. I think caffeine, again, it kind of just depends. I definitely recommend people to have caffeine throughout their pregnancy. Maybe if you're having too much, whether that's maybe four to five cups, but you know, eight to 12 ounces a day, I think is totally fine. You're probably tired. If you can get rest, prioritize the rest hundred percent. But if you do need a cup of coffee or a cup of tea or matcha, 100% recommend. And we do provide tonics too that are obviously not caffeinated, but warming drinks are 100% helpful for your healing too. Amazing. And I'm sure that a lot of these ingredients too are, you know, meant to encourage, you know, energy and in their own ways. So that's great. Let's talk about the idea of like isolation and rest in addition to eating right. Obviously you mentioned Jennifer, like prioritizing rest, but I know like some of these, these books that I've read or, you know, articles I've read online where they're like, stay inside, you know, you and your baby should isolate. Is that something that you both think is important and vital during the postpartum journey? Because for me, I'm like, Yes, obviously, like I want to stay at home as much as possible because I'm exhausted. But like getting outside really is great for my mental health and seeing people. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it it totally depends. Again, I think on the person and I think do it on your own time. I think complete isolation probably does not work for the modern person. Getting outside and getting sunshine and vitamin D would be huge. Talking to your friends on the phone, I don't think will inhibit your healing whatsoever. I think that it will only just make you feel better. And I think everyone should think about what that looks like for them. Is that maybe a modified version? Maybe it's like a few days, you know, you're transitioning as a new family, but maybe you do want the support. And then thinking about what that kind of support looks like. Is that a night nurse? Is that a postpartum doula? Is it family? Is it not family? People, love certain things, but it might not work for everyone. So really thinking about like how each unique situation varies by person to person. Yeah, I think rest baseline is important, but also rest looks very different for each person. Because like, for example, for me to rest means not having my phone around and just walking out and seeing sunshine. And that is also my version of rest. And so I think kind of the modern version of the first 40 days is really just doing what feels good for you and just prioritizing your recovery and not no obligations to other people. Totally. I love that. So I want to also talk about lactation. I'm actually just making this episode uh, all about me and my, my, my needs. <laughs> all your questions. <laughs> yeah, all my questions. I'm assuming that a lot of these 
you know, ingredients and recipes that you uh, and meals that you provide at Chio also encourage like help with lactation. But is there anything specifically that we should focus on consuming during this time? My neighbor made me some delicious lactation cookies. But yeah, is there anything that we should look for? Um, I think as a baseline, making sure that you're eating enough. So everyone, again, their support or type of support looks different. But I think definitely prioritizing, making sure that you're eating and eating enough food. And a lot of that can tie into fatigue or mood or just like your hormonal balances. So making sure you're eating enough, the body will definitely kind of pull its nutrient stores from the mother. So in order to make nutritious breast milk. So thinking about that and then also thinking about having an ample amount of just proteins, fats, carbohydrates, complex carbs, greens, and then thinking about always your prenatal vitamin, continuing with that. And then in terms of like specific ingredients, we infuse. So vitamin D sources, this would be like shiitakes or wild mushrooms, omega-3s. So we include cod or salmon, probiotics, which will be helpful for constipation and gut health. So like kimchi, greens, sources of iron. So beans, greens, or meat, definitely as a baseline. So tell us where we can find you guys. How can we order? Maybe if it's for ourselves or maybe for it's someone that we know who just had a baby. You can find us on Instagram. We are Chio. Same with our website. Also, we are Chio.com. And then in terms of purchasing, typically how we see our customers purchase is actually in their third trimester. Oftentimes they actually buy the six week plan, the postpartum first four days plan prepaid just so that's set up. <laughs> Don't have to think about it. No, it's going to be there when they get back home. And then we we also have the SMS text concierge because we know. And as you know, birth can be very unpredictable. <laughs> so that way they can just text us if their date changes um, and we can make sure that they get the next delivery date. And then our fertility plan, actually, we are relaunching it in later this month. And so that's also going to be on a six-week regimen, um, similar to the postpartum plan, but very specific with the herbal broths and tonics that follow its own regimen. And are you guys available? Do you deliver across the U.S.? Yes, that's a good clarification. Yeah, we do overnight delivery in the continental U.S. and then local delivery within New York, New Jersey and Connecticut. And so those are delivered on Sunday versus overnight ship is delivered on Tuesdays. And we normally have an order cut off on Thursdays of each week for the following week. And you're working on being local in L.A.? That is in the plan at, <laughs> at some point. Yes, but we definitely have a big contingent of clients in not just L.A., California generally. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I can't even imagine. Thank you both so much. This has been so amazing. I know I learned a lot and I'm sure we have a lot of listeners who learned a lot too. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Um, we are Chio. That's our show. Thank you for listening. Follow us on all platforms for announcements and opportunities at Los Angeles Pod and join our Facebook group to share your own reviews. Los Angeles was created by Kirby Johnson and Sarah Tan. It is a part of the ACAST Network. Our episodes are mixed and edited by Roxy Flo and Stacey Abarca.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 